Hello and welcome to the 250, your weekly podcast look at the IMDb's top 250 movies of all time. I'm your host, Darren Mooney, and joining me as always is my co-host, Andrew Quinn. How are you, Andrew? Hello, hello, Darren. Um, no uh, no mention of the uh, BTS stuff. That's that's just for our, our, our Patreon. Um, it's just personal. We're going to keep it in. Yeah. I'm, very <clears throat> formal here. Very. I'm doing very good. Um, thank you. How are you, Darren? I'm grand. I have a bit of a problem in my house in that uh, I left the door open and a bunch of wasps have moved in. Um, actually, I have a vent, a vent in my guest room, and wasps well, white Anglo-Saxon Protestants. Yes, they've started hosting dinner parties and talking <laughs> about the Democratic Par- Party uh, conventions. It's very disconcerting. Whatever will we Nature do, Chauncey? Um, <laughs> yes. um, uh, there could be a lot of people called Jeeves hanging out in my guest room. It's very disconcerting. Um, nature has truly begun to reclaim. Yeah, it, it's not those giant hornets, is it? No, it's not those giant Asian hornets, which we somehow conjured back into being with our pandemic <laughs> podcast a couple of weeks ago. Oh, this, also at the same this time. is fun, Darren. I like these ones where it's just the two of us. Yeah, it's just you and I. Um, I'm afraid, unfortunately, oh. or fortunately, if you will. Well, it better be a really a good s- guest. <laughs> I quite like that you have this dynamic um, with the guests in question. Joining us for a third week in a row, extending our anime to cover a new entry on the list, it is Mr. Graham Day. How are you, Graham? Yes! Hello, Darren. Fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Do you really have have wasps in your house? I do. Oh, that's Um, terrifying. They're going to build a nest. No, I, I... Well, I was coming downstairs the other day, and I saw a dead wasp in my hallway, and I was like, where did this come from? I opened the guest bedroom door, and then I closed the guest bedroom door very quickly. Um, How many are there? Don't, uh, you're, like, am I, am I being very um, uh, no, uh, gender normative when I say that, um, that Graham shouldn't be disafraid of, of wasps? He's, 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 he's um, as, as a man and a husband, and a human being. <laughs> Like you're, we're, we're, you're much, uh, much bigger than these wasps. Right? Yes, but I don't have st- a stinger. Yeah, but also that means you don't die when you use your stinger. Oh, but wasps don't die. Was bees are the ones that die. Wasps oh. are the ones that don't. Oh, wasps can when, reload. Yeah, wasps can reload. <laughs> when, when you're like, um, you play Dungeons and Dragons, Graham. I you, do. If if you have like a choice of weapons, it's yes. like there's this stinger. There's like there's like a a two hundred pound body, um, or um, with fists and legs and kind of the capacity to buy a swatter. Yeah, it's like ooh, the stinger, the stinger, the stinger. I want the stinger. (laughs) Get away from the stinger. I want this one. Yeah, not every not everybody is Macaulay Culkin from um, My Girl, but he died of a bee um... sting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that, that's yeah. what I mean. It, it's not. He could help me with this problem. Right <laughs> yeah. You know, again, they're wasps. They're different. They're more aggressive. Oh, that's right. Yeah. If only they had been wasps, Macaulay Culkin from yeah, My Girl would still be here. Would still be alive. Macaulay Culkin would still be alive. It's like a regular thing where there's a hoax <laughs> about Macaulay Culkin. Uh, um, having died, he is he is still with us. I think at at, at as of time of recording. Yeah, yeah. avid podcaster. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah I listened to him on I think it was like um, 
Harmar Superstars. Um, mm. And he does read that for media a fair bit as well. Very good at that. Yeah. Yeah. We could probably have him on our podcast. Yeah, that'd be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, can I put you in charge of that? Can can you that be your responsibility? Yeah, I feel like if we pitch it in the right way, like with pizza. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, because he gets sent to his room without any pizza, and um, and but like um, is yeah. Anyway, um, we just so long as we're not both heads. Um, <laughs> so this week we're Alex. talking about Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently, uh, yes. So this week we are rounding out our three-week tour through Anime April, taking a look at the animated Japanese films on the list. Uh, we are looking at a relatively new entry on the list, a film from 2016, a Japanese animated team drama that goes by the name A Silent Voice, directed uh, by Neko Yamada, written by Reiki Yoshida, and adapted from the manga of the same name. By Yoshita Toki Oma. It is a silent voice. So before we begin, Graham, had you seen this movie before we began uh, this podcast? Before you invited you on? Yes, yes, I had. Uh, actually, at the annual Japanese Film Festival, um, that's usually held in April. Uh, I'd, seen, I'd seen it. I think 2017. Um, might have been 2016. I'm not quite sure. My memory is not what it was. I'm not, I'm not a young man anymore, Darren. I'm old. I've hit 30. I've hit 31. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say it would have been 2017. Yeah, um, very likely, very likely. Because the distribution um, arrangements. But yeah, and it was. Uh, but yeah, I saw the Japanese Film Festival with Breed, and uh, yeah, it was it was quite the experience. Uh, so yeah, what was your your initial response to it? Like, did it move you? Did you did you cry, Graham? But like, and and how does it like compare to other anime films? Because I mean, we talked to the list before about how much of the anime that we discuss is dominated by Studio Ghibli, yeah. by Hayao Miyazaki. Mm. This is a very different film, I think. Was it like um, Swarm of Wasps level uh, tears? <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, yeah, okay. So, yeah, it was very. It was a very impactful film for me. Uh, yes, I did cry. And I'll be looking to you for, the na- for an answer as well on that one, Darren. If you cried. <laughs> and, this um, is the fourth question. It is. Oh, no, it's, <laughs> it's, it's question cry. five. Question five. Uh, yeah, uh, I had I, I adored this, but it, I think the reason why is because it hit me very close to home, and um, and yeah, uh, compared to other films, it's very other anime films anyway. It's it's very grounded, but like most anime and manga that I found, um, it takes a, a a subject matter that we might be used to in the West, and then it puts it on its own twist and gives it to us in a new, fascinating kind of way. Um, it is worth noting very quickly before we move on. Um, this is a film from Kyoto uh, Animation, uh, which is a studio. It's it's a rather large studio in Japan. They're known for they've done a variety of kind of projects, but they're best known uh, at the moment and perhaps based on the success of this particular film for their kind of slice of life animes. So, for example, a recent Kyoto Animation phenomenon was Free, which is a series that spawned films. Uh, one of which was released a couple of uh, last year in July as well. It centers on a group of boys who swam together in elementary school and reunite in their high school years to form a swimming club together. Um, or, for example, uh, Neko Yamada. 
her previous uh, film and TV series, or the one that kind of really launched her as, a, as an artist, was called K-On, which was a TV series and its movie follow-up, a manga adaptation of a high school rock band as well. And it's very much a kind of a style of domestic kind of um, storytelling, a very mm. more intimate, very youth-focused as well. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of notable, again, when we talk about this film, particularly in the podcast, and I think we're going to talk, you know, in the context of the list as well, about kind of, if this may be being a film that's aimed at a very particular audience, uh, because if you look at its breakdown on IMDb uh, in terms of ratings, it rates very, very highly with younger voters, voters under the age of 18, for example, but also even under the age of 30. And then as you get older, the kind of ratings go down. So it's somewhere around 8.6 for, for, you know, zero to 18 year olds voting on the list. And then when you get to over 40, it's, it drops down rather sharply to a 7.6 in terms of ratings. This is a, a movie that I think very much speaks to a, a kind of a younger audience. And in terms of, of that, and again, keep in mind, I know nothing about anime. So this is, this is, you are our expert here on this, Graham. Um, how common is this sort of uh, film or sort of storytelling in say anime, in manga, for example? And, and oh, very how big would it be internationally? Like, I mean, in terms of international successes, is the success of this film unusual? Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't know about the international success. I know it was a successful film in Japan, uh, highly successful. Um, when I saw it at the Japanese film festival, it was adored. Um, the, you know, there was just, there was waterfalls in every aisle, uh, in the, in the lighthouse, people were just crying their eyes out. And I think it's because anime resonates with a certain type of people, certain type of person, maybe the introverts, the, um, the, you know, the kind of creatives that don't know how to express themselves or try to express themselves through the creative. And this film really hits on that. Um, Slice of Life anime is, oh, it's a tentpole in Japan. Uh, I'm currently watching one right now called Get Your Hands Off My Isaacan, which is an anime about a group of girls who are creating an anime club in uh, their school and so it's all about and it's all about animation Graham, can i ask what is a heisekin and can you show it on screen without it being blurred <laughs> yes you can yes um it's the anime is basically about these three girls who want to create an anime club in their school because they all adore animation and so the way the animation is done and the the way they do go about it is uh they get the club they start to build it up and they start to discuss how they're going to make their first animation their first anime and the really clever thing is it goes through the steps to create an animation. And this is where I think the Western audiences don't get that Eastern get a lot. They actually go through the proper nuts and bolts of making an animation. They go through the st- like what kind of paper you need, what kind of um, frames per second a film, uh, an animated film will go through, and how the Japanese do 12 and Western audiences do 24. And they show this by the kid, by the young girls having their imagination turn into that style of animation for that portion of the episode. And it is beautiful. And it's a, again, it's a slice of life. It's them dealing with their normal everyday lives. But then there's a sprinkling of imagination thrown in, I suppose, a kind of magic that just it, it helps audiences connect closer to it. There's tons of anime that have done it before. Um, sort of a magic realism sort of a thing. Yeah. Or... Uh, Fruits Basket is a massive one where a young girl meets a bunch of boys who are all these 12 Zodiacs. Who are literally, they're literally the spiritual versions of the 12 Zodiacs and they all get to know her and she becomes best friends with them. And that's a huge one, another slice of life. But again, sprinkled in with magic. It's, Japan is, it's a really, like it's, it's hard to describe it. I don't even know if I'm doing it justice by describing 
the kind of things that can be in it. Yeah. Um, and very quickly then, Andrew, I assume I had not seen this before we discussed it for the podcast, um, before it entered the list. It had not even been on my radar. Um, what about yourself? Had you seen or, or heard it or been aware of it uh, in any way before I said, yo, Andrew, guess what we're talking about? <laughs> no, I... I um, is it still on the list, <laughs> <laughs> no, it is not on the list. Oh. It was on the list for about a. <laughs> um. uh. <laughs> All over again. <laughs> no, I, I, I it was ha- on the list when I organized this. In my defense, uh, I had not seen this. That's my in apologies. fairness, in fairness, though, um, I am going through Ghibli movies on Netflix, and. Like separately from anime, um, so it is possible that once I had, w- I had watched all of those, that it might be recommending this movie anyway, and maybe mm. I would have given it given it a look. But no, I hadn't mm. um, I hadn't seen it yet before um, before the um, before the podcast phone rang. Um, it's a little red phone. Andrew keeps it in his study. Well, it looks like a microphone. But it, but it, but it's it, but it's, it's a regular size. But it's phone. a regular phone, yeah. Um, like a what do you a telephone? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what those were. That's that's what I, that's what that word is. So, before we jump into this more zone, before we start talking about a silent voice in more depth, we're going to do the three questions. So, Graham. Mm-hmm. Do you think that a silent voice belongs on a list of the 250 greatest movies ever made? That That's a really tough question. I honestly, I, I'm going back and forth. And I've been going back and forth since I saw it again last night. Um, yes. I, no, 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 no. Sorry, it's really don't, tough. I, I love it. Don't let our faces. can actually hear you going back. Don't let our faces change oh, here. No, it's no, no. It's, it's, it's a, it's a, res, it's an unfortunate no. I don't think it deserves to be on the list of the top 250 films of all time. What? Sorry, Andrew's reaction. <laughs> Listeners can't see Andrew's reaction, but you can kind of imagine it. Yeah. Um, there's a giant blue X over Andrew's face right now. Um, but yeah, um, I, you, you suggested like yes and no, and you suggested that you kind of went back and forth, and you literally went back yeah. and forth on it on the context of answering mm-hmm. the question there, which, to be clear, you knew was coming the entire podcast. Yes, yes. So my, my question then is kind of my follow-up to that is that, like, what is it that gets it so close, and what is it that keeps it so far? I suppose it's the point that Andrew made just there, he didn't know about it. Uh, he didn't know about it. Like if if a film is that bi- if a film is big enough that people who aren't in that circle know about it, like Dar- like Andrew knew about Ghibli films before he'd ever gone near them. Yourself, you had known about but- Ghibli films before before you'd hit on them, uh, because they've reached such a such a wide audience. Or even um, things like Akira. Like, yeah, you, exactly. Yeah. With this, with this, I don't think it's it's hit quite. So I don't think it it, it should be on the top two hundred and fifty films of all time. So that's that's kind of my thing. Uh, it's it, it's logic winning over heart, I suppose, is the uh, sense there. Okay, I don't know if I go kind of that far myself. I mean, I, I think that it being on the list is a nice way to bump it up and yes. bring it to people's attention yes, to get people to watch it. I don't think that like it needs to be a certain amount of you know famous to justify being oh, no, on the list. No, I think it's, it's just uh, that's kind of how I rationalize it in my head. Okay, okay. 
Um, but you did, you did love it a lot. You think it's, oh, it's great. Um, so that was what held is, it back. Yeah, that's the that's the thing with the second uh, question, the usual question. Uh, does what? it? Okay, let, that's not, that's that's not let's not jump ahead. Yeah, here. I know. Uh, <laughs> let's maintain a rigorous structure here. Andrew, what, what about I, yourself? Do what you I recommended. Thank you, Andrew. No, um, should it be on the top two fifty? Um, no, I I don't think um, I don't think it should. I think there are better movies by better movie makers or filmmakers um, about the topics and with the with the same sort of characters, I guess, but maybe. Um, Treated, I think, in a in a in a in a, in a better way, better made, um, and I think there's there's better um, examples of this um, kind of type of of world cinema as well, which which we which we've seen some of, like we did we um, I think we watched um, your name. Um, was yes. it? Uh, and that, that's probably the, the 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 most similar um to this out of out of out of out of any of the the movies that we've um that we've seen so far um and i would imagine that there's probably also other examples and um, that we're not aware of that might be better better expressions um of this sort of slice of life that 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 Graham was talking about, so no, no, I I wouldn't um I wouldn't have it on, uh, uh I I don't think it ought to be on on, on the top two hundred fifty movies. It's interesting that it took, it took us this long to get to um you know your name. That was the movie that actually opened at the same time. This opened at number two at the Japanese box office. It was a modest box office success. It was not a runaway hit. Um, it was it earned less than Yamada's K-On film, for example. Um, and it ranked only second at the Japanese box office. It was the 19th highest grossing film in Japan in 2016 and the 10th highest grossing Japanese film of the year in the country as well. So it was a kind of, it was a modest success. It wasn't a breakout hit. It was, and it was, is, was it that people out, kept getting beat up when they were leaving? The, oh, the don't. <laughs> it's like... Oh, I suspect we're going to have some fun conversations mm-hmm. inside the spoiler zone about, about what lessons Andrew took from this film. Yeah, it's like... Um, <laughs> hey loser don't you nice do it. film you're seeing no um yeah sorry all right anyway uh, and for myself yes i probably agree with both of you i wouldn't put it on the 250 i kind of slightly disagree with andrew in that i actually really like the technique and the form of the film i think it's very well made for what it's doing i think the actual story of the film is the problem i think the story it's telling the characters it has that's my big issue with it I think it's great that this is a film that means a lot to young people, particularly to younger people. It kind of, it has this weird tonal imbalance within it where it's trying to deal with a serious issue while also being absurd melodrama and also trying to be funny at the same time. It doesn't, for me, doesn't quite manage to reconcile all of those things perfectly. No, I, yeah, like I, I don't, I don't think we disagree as much as, like the the. Um... Um, it, yeah, it, like like I, I, I would I would have kind of I suppose um, forgiven some of the issues if 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 it had been like or, or I don't know maybe um, no like like I, I I do I do I do think there are, there are 
there are better there are better examples of these sorts of stories in terms of yes the way the way that the story is told but um I think also but I do think it's an absolutely stunning film to look at I think it's a really beautiful film I do think though its storytelling is incredibly clumsy and I while I admire that it clearly resonated with a young audience um and it kind of was clearly meant for a young audience for teenagers as well I think that like its target market is people at the age of 12 and maybe you know for 12 year olds maybe it works better than it does for poor old cynical Darren uh, but there were parts of this movie that really did not click for me and really didn't work and I think you're entirely right to say that there are movies that have done this sort of thing better. But second question, so Graham, would it be on your own personal 250? Your own personal um, 250 favourite movies of all time? Yes, yeah, I, I would say it's a resounding yes. Um, I really clicked with this film. This film was kind of, I really resonated with the story. Um, I wonder if the fact that you guys don't watch a lot of anime and see a lot of the... the I'd say tropes and kind of trappings of anime that maybe you didn't quite understand these characters and this world and everything because it is very much an anime film and an anime in and of itself so i think that maybe i was more used to a lot of what was going on and character wise because i found a lot of these characters very interesting in that um i just i i i'd know um it, it just it hit me very hard like uh there's a lot of uh, the story that reminds me of my life and i suppose it's the reason why it hits so hard with the audience it's going for so yeah uh that's that's definitely one of the reasons why it's one of my 250 but also the reason why it's not in the 250 and my it deserves not to be in the 250 because it's a very personal experience for me all right and andrew what about yourself was it a very personal experience for you would it be in your own personal 250 uh no no it it, it wouldn't um it did I will say it did feel a very uh, true uh, movie, um, but it it I, I, it didn't feel very true to me if if you know what I mean. Um, uh, it wouldn't it wouldn't be on my own two fifty. Um, I I have seen some of the kind of tropes. Um, I guess that that the. the um, uh, that Graham was Graham referring was to. But some some of the tropes especially are the the kind of worst parts of um Japanese anime. And I suppose with like when, when we get into the spoiler zone um we we can we 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 can we can talk about them. But the the um the kind of thing that you don't see in um truly great anime that you do see in 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 copious amounts in 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 in, in this movie and as it would without without kind of uh going without spoiling, without spoiling anything yeah 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 i mean like who would we be spoiling it for is the question <laughs> <laughs> like, like um yeah, the people who uh, <laughs> nope. talk no 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 okay yeah you're quite right we we did we did we did get a uh, we did, we did get retire rid of, that segment we did retire that segment yeah it was all yes, Darren's idea no. um, yeah so so no um, it, it it wouldn't be my own two fifty personally I wouldn't put it in in 
in my own two fifteen now. Yeah, I kind of agree with that assessment. I mean, I think that, you know, I'm probably more charitably fond of it having been in the 250 than of the film itself. And that I think it's, you know, nice to have a kind of a teeny soap opera kind of animated film that's aimed at a young audience um, that has this very kind of romantic perception kind of running through it in the list for a very brief period of time than I was actually watching it. I am not a huge fan of it. I think its storytelling is a little bit clumsy. I think that what it's trying to do, while I admire it, it doesn't balance tone all that well. It veers too far from one idea to the other. Its focus is strange. And I mean, we'll talk to that when we get to the spoiler zone in terms of whose perspective it aligns with when it's telling this particular story. It feels very much like there's somebody whose story this should be. Yeah. It is not that person's story. Um, and I mean, I understand why that is. I understand maybe why they're going for that. But it feels that that kind of takes out a lot of the heart of the story. And it feels in places perhaps a little bit too cynical, a little bit too manipulative, a little bit too calculated uh, for me to really get on board with. Which I guess is kind of spoiling Graham's uh, fourth question. Um, the answer is no, Graham. I did not cry. What is the problem? monster. <laughs> I suppose, I suppose, yeah. There, there is no reason to keep that question on one side of the spoiler zone. <laughs> the answer is always no. no. Unless a man comes home after doing his job. Yes, yeah. There is Which no is person weird. who came home after doing their job. <laughs> Which and there, there will be no more movies like that because everybody works from home now. So Darren yeah. will never cry at another movie. <laughs> there, there's, there's no more um, Fred Dibnev's, um uh, I've, 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 uh, sorry, I'm I'm going I'm going to I'm going to uh, bring that up in the in the recommendation section. Um, all right, um, it's, there, it's just all of... sorts of things uh, turning up the wrong side of the spoiler zone today. Um, it's these times we're in. Yeah, and then third question, then Graham, if listeners have not seen a silent voice, would you recommend that they pause the podcast and watch it? It is available on Netflix in Ireland and the UK right now. Uh, yes, because if I'm reading the room right right now <laughs> during the podcast, they should definitely watch the film before you two get into it. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is... This is can't see, but Andrew is ro- rolling out a duffel bag that contains lots of sharp implements and a baseball bat in <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, da- Andrew's going to be the one that does that. Um... Welcome back to episode three of the Jackson main cast. Um, no, it's like... No, it's like Stomper from uh, Tomorrow Never Dies. Um, and his mentor has just been <laughs> um, killed. Yeah. Do you have a doctor in that too? I uh, know this is more of a hobby. <laughs> um, all right then. And Andrew, would you recommend that people pause the podcast and watch it? I'm, I'm afraid to say I can't. Um, they're, they're, you, you should, um, if, if, if Graham's recommendation was was has kind of enticed you, you should probably stop the podcast now. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Um, I don't think this is a good movie. Um, and no, I, I wouldn't recommend people watch it. I recommend people not That's watch the it. Knife. Uh, That's the knife. Um, and I, I'm 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 sorry, Graham. The 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 um like the, to. Thematically, maybe it's maybe 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 this is a special episode, and we're we're doing a um, we're we're intentionally bullying Graham, and at the end of the podcast, we're going to realize um, 
are, how are, terrible we are. How terrible we are. How terrible we are. Yeah, and, and try to be friends. The X's are forming as we speak, ladies and gentlemen. The X's <laughs> are forming. Yeah. So um, no, I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend this as such. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this is this is great. This is I always love that when this happens in podcast because it's the same thing that happened with A Star Is Born. Whereas like I was getting into going ready to go into that podcast, and I was like, okay, I'm going to be the harshest person in this room. I'm going to be the person who doesn't really like this movie. I'm going to be the bad cop, and then Andrew just kind of lets rip. Normally, you can count yeah, on me, like, Darren, to disagree with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, that's it. It's very disconcerting when it happens the other way around. Yeah, yeah I, I would kind of, I'm between Andrew and Graham. Um, I would probably lean towards not recommending this movie. Um, I think I like it a bit more than Andrew does. At least I'm a bit more sympathetic to it in that I think, you know, teen melodrama is something that works for people. I think it's very, very well made. The animation is stunning. I think the framing, the composition, the visual storytelling is very impressive. Uh, Neko Yamada seems to be a person to watch. I just really, really disliked virtually every story and character decision in uh, this film. Uh, um, was this a yeah, trap? <laughs> I, I had no idea this was going to play this way. I don't know. I this was like a trap right now. I don't feel safe. Feel like I'm about that. To isolate Graham from Breed as well, actually. Which yeah, is quite that's impressive. also great. <laughs> but uh, all right then. So, listeners, uh, you can watch it on Netflix now. Uh, join us on the other <laughs> side of the spoiler zone. <laughs> So Graham, yes. I left my bike at home. Can, can I borrow your bike? I, I need to go and get it. Um, no, Graham. Uh, what is a sil- What is a silent voice about for you? Um. Oh, it's gonna get a little too real here, guys. Uh, a silent Sorry. voice is a large portion of my childhood. Um. Honestly, uh, that's that's one of the reasons why I adore it so much. And it's because of what I see as the complexities of it is that it's 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 just about um, someone being bullied and how the, the effect uh, that bullying causes to everyone in their peripheral, from their family to their, to their friends, to everybody. And then there's the knock-on effect that happens to the to said bully that then changes them completely as well. Um this this is a kind of story that I have seen Western films do it and I'm bored with it because it's always the same. It, it might as well be a made-for-TV special when most uh, films in America does it. It's awful. Um, so when I saw this, this really opened... This this was a, a moment for me, I suppose, in cinema. I really enjoyed... I, I just I really enjoyed the story because it was so close to my heart and how... I suppose at this point half my life was uh of being bullied and then and then uh, a kind of darker moment in my life where I was the bully for a moment and it, it, I suppose seeing uh the story being told through that kind of avenue because I think what you were getting at Darren was it should be when you said it should be told through one perspective but it's being told through another I yes. liked that it, I I was I was intrigued that they went to a show uh one, show yeah one show, show yeah yeah show rather than shoko because it, it would have been a little bit too obvious and it would i guarantee you if this had been made by a western especially an american studio it would have been through shokos but instead it was shown through shoyas and it was very real 
and that's that's what I think is so great about anime. They can make the most mundane seem very close to you and very personal, and then again, like I said, they can do a little bit of that kind of artistic flair to make it all the better, all the more interesting. So that's kind of for me what this was. It was a very first time I saw it, very real experience, and watching it last night, very real experience again. All right. Um, without wanting to kind of denigrate that or kind of come down too hard on that, um, and I'm going to drop the, the shield here. Um, Andrew has acknowledged on the podcast before, apparently I've managed to construct a very rosy view of my time in secondary school. That was all flowers and gumdrops and kind of 60s mm. mod music playing mm. in the background. I think my issue with this movie, um, which is it's kind of that emphasis that it has on show you, is that it relies really overly heavily on the idea that teenagers have some sense of morality or right or wrong in them in that like when shoyo goes to secondary school that he's shunned you know he admittedly he does some of this himself but the idea is that he's shamed in some way by and maybe maybe it's a cultural thing and again i'm wary of saying it's a cultural thing when we talk about japanese movies as if it you know sort of talking like an expert but I, I did find that was my big issue getting into the movie, was the idea that this teenage, this kid who had bullied a deaf kid went to secondary school and was immediately shamed because he bullied a deaf kid, rather than it just being, well, that's what kids do. That's perfectly normal. Um, it That didn't feel natural or right to me. It didn't feel like... I didn't buy that. And then as a result, maybe I didn't buy the rest of the movie. That's funny. I never, I never saw that it was natural. I just saw that it was just happenstance that she was deaf. That he had just been an awful bully. That he'd been a brutal bully. I, I didn't see... I saw that as more... No, that's not my issue. It's the issue is the point at which the kids say, you were an awful bully. Like, mm. the other kids say, you were an awful bully. Which is mm. something that, to me, didn't feel... Now, again, admittedly, this is just personal subject. No, I, I, I think... I, th- I think I think if you're going to defend this, you can say that the... the like, most cultures, and Irish Catholics are no different, have a culture around guilt but the mm. japanese culture around guilt is quite is quite um, um is quite different to ours there is a great sense of from stuff i've read about owing something to somebody like for 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 yeah. for for example when the the um the idea of favors and corruption in japan when it did come about came about because for 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 a large part there were these middlemen who would kind of do a a a favor for say a public official or um a company official and then they would be be you know in their in their in their debt oh in their debt exactly that um that i that 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 idea of kind of shame of of i suppose owing something to somebody I don't know if I'm if I don't know if I'm capturing it very well, but but I I felt like the that was maybe kind of um, true that that kind of cultural portrayal of a very Japanese sort of guilt, if I understand that um, correctly. Well, he sought to pay back his mom for all the stuff that had happened, like literally paying her back. Yeah. At the beginning of the film. Yeah, and then the, the, like a monetary the, a monetary amount had apparently been written into his head. Of how much he owed his mother. Yeah, one point seven million yen, or the equivalent of about fifteen thousand euro. Yeah, yeah, and that blew my mind. And but 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 I I think kind of as an older person, I think you realize maybe the 
how little value um, guilt has, and when when like, and how um, assuaging guilt through kind of you know finding people that you've that you've wronged and kind of trying to make amends with them um, from your past is actually more to do with yourself than it is to do with them. Yeah. And, and that other people that you treated horribly are not waiting for you to find them and um, try to make it right um, that you've done enough um, and and that the that the impulse to 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 try and um, uh, make things better because of a guilt that kind of gnaws away at you is something that um it's that you should have it's yeah. yeah 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 and uh, like it, it's it's it, like it, it the way the way the way to deal with that is not to to um to to is to, to improve yourself rather than to burden somebody else yeah exactly exactly which which was which was a big kind of issue i had with i did i, I don't i don't feel like the the film really challenged that kind of idea in a very intelligent way I mean, the thing is, though, that he's only, it's only been six years uh, since that event, since they met, when he bullied her. So wouldn't, he's still in that age range of he doesn't quite understand that. Like, we have the hindsight of, you know, we're in our 30s yeah, now. Yeah, but the, the thing, the thing is that the movie doesn't um, understand or explore that. I think it's because it's in, putting us in the mindset of Shoya who obviously doesn't. He has a very simplistic mindset of how he should deal with this and which, he's clearly lived with that guilt for the past six years. Which is very which is very truthful. No, and... I was going to say, just in terms of, of, that's kind of why I see it as a very much a teenager kind of movie. Why I mm. imagine it resonates with a teenage audience. Why mm. it has this very youthful enthusiasm to it. I think Andrew's entirely right. A mm. smarter movie, a better movie would challenge that. A better movie would examine it and interrogate it. And that's, I have that same issue that Andrew does. I'm perhaps a bit more forgiving of it because it feels almost genuine to that teenage experience. I, I would say it's very genuine. I, I would say that's what the director was going for. I think that's what she was going for. Because again, it's all through his point of view. And again, he's not a he's not a smart person. He's not a, he's seeing it as quite black and white and he's trying to fix it. But there are moments in the film that are quite grey and they deal with characters like uh Uno, uh you know. Uh she's the other she's the female bully. His kind of um the, the girl that was kind of interested in him when they were you know just uh, in sixth grade and she comes back into it uh later in the film uh, because she kind of looks like what if you hadn't learned those lessons what if you hadn't grown as a human being she still she blames uh shoko for what happened she believes that yoko shoko's very existence ruined uh her friendship with a lot of her friends but it, it's it's not that it's a binary between those two things, though. It's what Andrew's saying, which is the proper part is for um, Shoya to go off and do the work himself rather than to burden other people with it. And I mean, Andrew's entirely right. The film never seriously suggests it. You no. have Yozuru very rightly pointing out that he's coming round to assage his own guilt and make himself feel better. Yeah, that he's only there to satisfy himself. Yeah, and like the thing is that Yozuro is, to be fair, entirely correct there, but the movie structures it so that Yozuro basically is won over eventually by him. So right. he never so has to confront every... that. If a person truly wants to be better, don't they need to to do that though? If they've if they've bullied someone and they have 
effectively like like pushed them to the point where they had to leave school and made them sick or hurt them physically. I don't ever want to see anybody who did stuff like that to me again. I am quite happy to assume they dropped off the face I of the earth. I, I, su- I suppose the funny thing with me is, and this is where the, I suppose this is the selfish nature in me and where the film comes in is, I kind of wish that bullies tried to take recompense for what they did to me. And, you know, I I, I had, like I said, I've had bullies throughout half my life. Um... I, I when I saw this film, I saw it from both sides. I saw it from the kind of person who was trying to fix something they'd broken, and I'd seen it from the point of view of uh, someone who had moved on, but had also those memories immediately came back. Like when you saw it, when Shoko saw him, she immediately remembered who he was and was terrified. And I I, I don't know. It's, it's it's very hard to quantify it and to explain how it feels because the thing is and this is again like you said earlier Darren I'm opening myself up here and this is a film that I find opens me up quite a bit because of its uh, subject matter I I am friends actually with a few of my bullies now that um th- it was it, it's strange we've come to a weird kind of impasse where we're friends and we we do hang out now and I don't know whether saying i suppose almost like i'm defending the film because i don't want to i don't want to lose the fact of the kind of i i I don't me if it hurts them i I know sorry i suppose i i don't want to speak for darren but i i think like some some of the sorts of experiences that you that uh, that you're describing would be ones that we uh, might have shared i know for myself um that i had (laughs) the epiphany uh, later on in life, when I, uh, when I, because I moved around a lot as, as as a child, and I ended up moving around so much that eventually I would end up in 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 schools with people that I had started in school with. Um, but but we, we yeah circle back <laughs> around so so that I'm kind of like back in Sligo and now in secondary school with somebody that I went to primary school with and I was like oh my god um, it's 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 you and and I remember talking to 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 this guy Owen was his name uh, who had been in in uh, primary school with me and we were talking about kind of people that I could remember and I was like oh yeah it was it, um. That guy, um, I think his name was Marty, and I was like, "Oh yeah, what about that? Uh, he 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 was he was a real he was a real bully. He was a real asshole. He used to beat me up." And I was like, um, "No, he's he's not really that. He, he's he's fine. Um, you used to just make fun of him until he Jeez. until he would beat the crap out of you." <laughs> Um, I, like I mean, every, I, every time know. in in school, like it, 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 he would say something dumb, and you would just like start laughing, and then no one else was laughing, and then you would point out why it was funny, and Andrew, um, are you secretly the bully? To, 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 essentially, yes, but like to, kind of discovering it as an adult, far, because <laughs> because all, all I remember was um, was like being held back by his friends while while he punched me like over and over again and thinking kind of like why is life so unfair 
Um, but the, the problem with this movie isn't that it um, isn't that it portrays that, which I think is something quite kind of like true to to get across, and the, 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 the idea of that you can be a villain in your own story as well. Mm. The problem I think that I had is that the is that the person who created this movie doesn't just appear to be capturing kind of like what it was like to have that perspective and be that person. It appears to still have that perspective and 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 maybe still be that person as as in like like the to to a form of arrested development yeah yeah and 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 maybe this maybe this movie is a is a is some sort of um catharsis for that i know like yeah, a lot of, yeah. a lot of kind of storytelling can be and yeah. and maybe it's it's like with 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 filmmakers the it, it, um no, even with like uh, uh, Spielberg, who we who we will speak about at some point in the future. That's, yes. <laughs> um, um, I, I, like work works through uh, different kind of um, issues, and you can see in in his movies um, becoming more kind of uh, mature in his treatment of those. Um, and there is maybe a sense in, in of uh, of Arrested Development in. Um, filmmakers or an artist, where, yeah. Um, but so. yeah, did, um, if yeah, if to to be charitable, this is maybe kind of an an an, an early kind of um, treatment, and that there might be, as Darren says, um, better to 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 come from 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 the same filmmaker. Hmm. I mean, t- like this is my my big issue with it is the fact that it often feels like Shoko is a passenger in this story rather than the focal point of the story. She's yes. an object as far as Shoei is concerned. And I mean, you can see that. I mean, and again, I mentioned that Yamada is a great director. I actually do think that Naiko Yamada is a great director. But you notice as the story unfolds, and it, she does this remarkably well, which is one of those things that's technically quite impressive, but narratively I'm very, very anxious about. The mm-hmm. film very consciously puts you in Shoya's perspective. And you'll mm-hmm. notice that, for example, in the framing, in that he's very often off-center frame when the camera's on him. He's typically in the left corner of the screen, even when he's speaking to somebody off off that side in order to make him feel more isolated and alone you have this kind of seeing the world through his perspective and this is most obvious with the blue x's for examples yeah. but even you know the the emphasis the film puts on legs and walking and feet which gives the impression that you are somebody staring at the floor which is very much how he sees it as well is and that, he's looking at me like that, i'm giving the, sorry, the movie's obsession with like legs so like any particular angle or um uh sh- shot that that the movie no, likes um I, I suppose uh and I I learned this years ago when people are bullied and suffer from bullying they tend to slouch and always look down so they're always kind of in a almost um submissive kind of uh belief and it's not until I was told this that I actually noticed that I actually slouch a lot and look down and it's to make sure that you're not noticed as much. And when you watch the film, you can very much see that Shoya is trying not to be noticed because he doesn't want to talk to anyone and because he doesn't believe that he deserves to be talked to anyone. And yes, while, while Andrew is correct about there being certain shots in particular, I'm thinking of shots oh. of female characters' legs. 
Yeah, but, uh, I don't I think it's the only reason his 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 head is isn't kind of like up where 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 it might be. Um, but I mean, even even outside of those shots, which I'm sure we'll come back to in a moment, those shots of female characters' legs and the way they're positioned, the way the camera looks at them, or the <laughs> animated camera lens <laughs> looks at them. Uh, but I mean, even outside of that, you have frequent shots of characters talking where you're looking at them from the neck down as well because he can't look the person in the eye. Yeah. I think that's I think that's very clever. If you're being mm-hmm. cynical, you'd argue that it also makes it easier not to animate the mouth Except, for dubbing, ex- but we're not being cynical. But I will say for that, you see their mouths. Because I, cause I looked... I looked to check. I was like, okay, are they being lazy and like not doing... I don't think they're being lazy. Because there is is a thing in anime where if someone's going to have something over their face, you're not going to include the eyes, you're not going to include the nose, or you're going to take away the mouth and you're going to have a kind of weird kind of of film over it. Now, it looks grand and you completely understand why they do it. But when I watched this film, it's like, oh no, their faces, they have full faces. There's just a blue X over it. No, 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 but not even that. Not even not even that. It's it's like in sequences with the group, for example, there's mm. a lot of shots of people walking where you see them reflected in the ground or in a puddle. Mm. But it's framed by Yamada in such a way as to avoid showing their faces. It's not just the blue Xs. Yeah, if you look we, at the way in which certain sequences are composed, they're composed in such a way as to hide the, the face of the person that's being talked about, whether by hair, whether by shooting from the shoulders down that sort of thing as well i think that's very clever uh, yeah. we we can't be cynical about yamada i mean um i have grown this mustache so that we can dub this zoom conversation <laughs> yeah, into really other close. languages so you, you can't see my mouth yeah patrick stewart will be voicing you in the dub it'd be fantastic <laughs> um, that's in the budget another forest uh, but... loss to the toxic smog <laughs> Uh, but I, I will say like and, and again all of this is very clever and very well constructed and I think Yamada is a very good visual storyteller the problem is that I don't really care about Shoya's perspective that yeah, much it's like Shoko can... is the person who's the victim here Shoka yeah. is the person who suffered at his hand Shoka is the person who deserves my empathy more um, than Shoya does and well you know sure it's terrible that Shoya gets bullied it absolutely is terrible it's also like it's worse that Shoko got bullied because she did nothing to anybody. Absolutely and nothing. And it's kind of strange yeah. that the movie, yeah, absolutely nothing. And she tried so hard. And the film is less interested in her agency and her story than it is in Shoya's. And I mean, you can see little gestures that try to capture how she sees the world, the emphasis on sign, the emphasis on writing, the emphasis on text message. But that's all small compared to the amount of emphasis that Shoya himself gets. And I think yeah. that's one of my big issues with the film. The whole movie is just him wallowing. In in this kind of self pity, um, the movie the movie the movie starts with an out of context suicide montage. No, I just I wish there was someone more articulate and smarter to debate this because I, I I'm trying so hard to find <laughs> trying so hard to find reasons why this is. I mean, it's just I I find it fascinating. It's just I wonder is it. Like with Shoya, I understand. I I I do understand. Shoko should be the main focus, but I feel like that's a story that's been told numerous times. And if we saw it, we we already understand. Like, and also she's made peace with it by the time he's actually arrived. By the time he's arrived to Shoko, her story likely has already been told in the inter intervening years between when they when she left him. What? No, no. Like the movie opens with Shoya committing trying to commit suicide, and then builds to Shoko like being pushed the edge of suicide. Yeah. she has clearly not made like peace with it, and I mean she's 
with no disrespect to her, she's done everything. She's like put up with incredible amounts of stuff. It's not to denigrate in any way, but it's very clear no. that she has not reconciled herself to what has happened. Or if she has, then then um, uh, show you turning back up um, uh, reopens those reopens wounds. those yeah. wounds. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're right. It's just I suppose there's just something compelling to me about a, a deeply flawed and imperfect character, an imperfect person trying desperately to claw back what kind of damage they did to um everyone around them like there wasn't just like what he did to show to shoko didn't just hurt her it hurt him uh but obviously he's not thinking about that he's thinking about what it did to his family uh what it did to her family uh even though he's never met them and i i believe i believe the it's a he's a person who was deeply deeply uh regretful of what he did and has been living with that regret and that guilt for the the six years that um the film has been leading between the time jumps and i suppose i find that a very interesting story it's one that you don't usually get and i suppose that's 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 my i suppose i don't want to say defense but it i suppose it is that world this is the this is the worst thing about doing this podcast Graham <laughs> is 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 is, is to- talking smack about uh, about movies that people people enjoy, and it it, it it's not um it's all it's all very subjective. Like the, yeah, the yeah, we're, it's not it's not like um we're we're right and you're wrong. Um, absolutely. Yeah, we we clear. just said it kind of like two. Are three different uh, re- reactions to the same movie, and I think that it's 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 a Darwinism to say <laughs> I didn't enjoy this, but I love that other people do. <laughs> <laughs> I love that it's a Darwinism. I love that that's, yeah. I have a Darwinism. Um, yeah, no, no, absolutely. It absolutely is like like again, and this is the thing where it's like this clearly moved and affected people. It moved, it moved and affected you, Graham. Like to be honest. And yeah, I mean the thing is, anything with bullying just immediately just kind of snaps back to that time in my life i mean i'm one that very much wallows in like regret and uh and if i have any kind of guilt i wallow in guilt i mean again like andrew pointed out the irish if we know how to do anything it's to survive and to and to grieve and um that's definitely how i felt going into this film and coming out of it i was a mess uh it's a it's a very powerful and potent film and i understood i understood a lot of the characters uh well i say a lot of the characters some of the characters some of the other characters were a bit weird. Well, I mean... But I suppose we'll get into those. But it just just uh, talking about it very, very kind of briefly and giving kind of like a sense of this, it is worth noting that it was a kind of a, a phenomenon in Japan. It got huge acclaim from the Society for the Deaf, for example. Um, there, it was even shown mm. in a Japanese captioned format of selected screenings for hearing impaired audiences. Um, like it's very consciously aware of kind of it, its value so to speak or it's kind of effort to communicate something to audiences it's all the character even the american dub yes even the american dub had a a a deaf uh, actor playing um shoko yes lexi cowden um who who is deaf herself provided the dub as well and i mean there is a sense of kind of earnestness there and i find myself very kind of moved by that idea um by that storytelling i mean like and again you're you're probably aware of this but the, the kyoto um arson attack um that happened it happened in last year, um, which was a horrific tragedy. It happened at the studio that animated this. Um, a gentleman basically started a fire That's that killed right. 33 animators. Um, it's a, it's 
it's an absolutely horrific um, story, but it's worth noting just in terms of the impact of, say, this movie in particular. And it's a very small thing to note in the, in the larger story that's being told. Um, but the the story is set in the city of Ogaki in the uh, Gifu prefecture in Japan. And apparently Ogaki were so moved by the portrayal of their city um, in the film, the attention to detail. And again, it is absolutely lavish. The animation here is absolutely stunning. But they were so affected by the presentation, the film, that their tourist board actually began raising money um, to send to the families of the animators um, affected by the arson attack. So, like, absolutely, this is a story that, this is a film that means a lot to a lot of people. So, yes, Andrew, at the risk of doing a Darwinism, as a, a Darwinism? At the risk of doing a social Darwinism is the Darwin worst form of Darwinism. Yeah. Um, but at the, at the risk of kind of being seeming trite or insincere, it is it is absolutely a movie that means a lot to people. And I mean, I, I find that deeply moving myself, even if, as, as Andrew pointed out, all we can do is articulate our own perspectives on it. And I was maybe not as moved as other people were um, by it. Yeah, um, I've, 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 I, do, I do remember while, while, while watching it, um, kind of wondering, and the person I was watching it with was well i think kind of um wondering for a moment whether whether the truth of it was what what made us an uncomfortable watch um, i did have that i did have that moment i was kind of there was a slight moment of me dreading watching this again because going in blind you're fine but going in knowing what it is is tough yeah like it not being kind of um clean so yeah or in in enjoyable yeah feel feeling yeah a bit, a bit, a bit um, a bit dirty and that 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 being kind of like um part of maybe the point um i mean i did actually enjoy the humor of it at times you know most of it coming from uh kaga sorry nagatsuka uh his weird fr- new friend that he meets uh early yeah, on in the film he is i found he... that actually he was he was weird his hair is amazing <laughs> i'm glad that other people can see him because, like, <laughs> he, he, oh my god he does appear to be drawn by <laughs> so, a different animator, different animator and, and, like i was wondering is does he exist in, in, has show you lost his mind but yeah yeah it's kind of yeah. his, his little friend is kind of interesting and again it's interesting that you mention um this kind of total shift because that was one of the things that really didn't work for me in the film this kind of weird tonal kind of variance that movie has where it hops between one thing and another and another because it is very much an and again I, I hate that you say it with air quotes but an important film dealing with important issues you know you compared it mm. to like a bullying film like you know it, you were wary of it being an after school special but it kind of a little bit feels like it is and there's nothing wrong with that there's something very you know like this mm. bullying is an issue that affects teenagers it's good to make a movie that teenagers will see dealing with bullies. Like, it's very much mm. like if you're making a movie about bullying for adults, you're doing it. Well, okay, adults can be bullied, yeah. but you know what I mean? If you're making a school about, if yeah. you're making a film about teenage bullying and it's being praised by adults, you're doing it wrong. Your target market is kids and teenagers. They're the ones who should be seeing the movie and they're the mm-hmm. priority for that. However, having for said me, that, I'm, yeah, I'm about to say, having, <laughs> having heaped on all that praise, Darren's about to kind of just cut it down in its prime. I will yeah. say, Nagatsuki, Nagatsuka, is an average character. He's not weird. He's just, he's just him. 
That's that's the average kind of. That's not like it's not like a weird character that just comes out of nowhere. Like Nagatsuka is a is a legitimate like fine anime character that you would expect. I, I like I like Nagatsuka. I know, but I'm just preparing because like if you haven't seen as much anime, you don't expect a character like him to exist. No, like you might like expect him. him to exist, but like. Not in this particular <laughs> anime. <laughs> but he would. He would. That's the thing. I was not surprised when he showed up. Because those type of characters, like, he's, again, every film has to have a little comic relief. And he adds that. Yeah, so and I, I suppose e- even the thing about. Going to happiness. Even the thing about him being in a different style, that is is is, is something. as hair. That is something as well that, that anime does. Like in, um, oh, but that's only that's only once per like that's only like once or twice maybe an episode or something. But no, but like like, studio, like in, so in Pompoko, like for example, there's there's three different types of of animation mm. used f- even for the same characters. <laughs> I kind of um, love that Pompoko has become Andrew's go-to kind of anime. Yeah, and I love this. Nothing wrong with yeah. that. Yeah, so I I suppose like like that um that that kind of prepared me. For, um, <laughs> for this bullying uh, story, um, Pompoko was no, really the, the, for me. I, I, I was good. The, the um, Pompoko prepared me for um, uh, Takatsuka and and, <laughs> and and him and him being different. It's really worrying comparing him to a scrotum to scrotum, uh, you know, raccoons. Scrotum um, raccoons is probably the best description that I've heard. I, I mean, scro- like for for me, the yeah. issue is one of kind of tone, right? So you have things like. You have the entire opening, as Andrew pointed out, it opens with a suicide montage, basically, for Shoya, where it's him getting his affairs in order, and it's meant to be like, oh, this teenager, you know, he's got this this weight of the world on him, it's very bleak, it's very depressing. And then you jump to the sequence with his mother, which is like, oh, so why were you planning to kill yourself? It's like, oh, you know how it is, existence is terrible, and it becomes this kind of almost comedic set piece where she almost lights the money on fire then does light the money on fire and she's like and you know she's like you know you've torn up the calendar the calendar's ominous and then you get this smash cut to the calendar but it's been repaired but it's like a kind of a joke it, like there's this weird tonal imbalance in terms of humor that doesn't work for me i i think it does but again again i think that's because i've seen more anime no but they, they, they can shift between tone very easily they, you can have they... you can have a dark twist like that the thing is, like the, and and like cultural artifacts will, um, you know, have qualities kind of like that reflect the culture that they come from. Yeah. But the the it it seems like the the better art kind of holds a mirror to and examines those sorts of cultural context rather than just yeah. kind of i suppose accepting Emulating them or, yeah. yeah yeah like 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 the normalization of suicide in japanese culture um I, for one is this there a normalization is, there because i feel like she was she tricked him into no yeah that yeah that, 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 that she tricked him and then started to beat him that it's to to to, to thematically consistent with other um japanese uh culture and society Mm. From what I understand, yeah, and then, and that and that it's 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 and that it's a problem mm. um, with the um, in Jap- in 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 the Japanese culture that 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 I think 
great art would would do something to would would have more to say about um than this did rather than simply treating it as part of a tapestry or part of a story that it's telling if that makes sense yeah exactly as a device so did you prefer it when shoko tried to commit suicide and that was true i thought i thought they were both dealt with very cheaply yes yeah Yeah. i i sorry i see i can tell i can tell firsthand that some uh, um that i know people who have self who have almost that they were in a situations where they were the bully and I, like i knew them and they knew they were the bully and they exiled themselves and they thought about uh suicide i've met people over the years who um they think they're worthless and have gone through those stages and found com- comfort in this film and its message it's again my same bias just um there's a lot of there's a lot of you know things that that again hit home that are probably just masking the fact that i i can't see <laughs> most of these issues that you guys have they don't have to see, see any of them well, you don't no have yeah to. exactly like, you see like, what you see you enjoy what you enjoy like there's there's, there's no right answer like it's and I, I don't know. Like, it would be very strange if Darren agreed with me there as well. <laughs> <laughs> but, is, um, no, I mean... This, you, is, this is starting to get very, like, frightening. <laughs> it kind of is. No, I, and again, if Darren was to come in and be like, yeah, I see what you mean, Andrew. <laughs> no, I can't, I, I'm not sure I put it. I, I don't necessarily have the kind of cultural context that you, that you guys have for this. I mean, Andrew, you, you lived in Japan for a little while. Graham, you actually are familiar with anime and things like that. But for me watching it, I did feel a little bit of what Andrew was saying. And it, it isn't necessarily that I think it's a cultural thing. I don't know enough to say that. It's more that... To be clear, I don't system. either. Oh, okay, it's just okay. my it kind of instinct from 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 base, based on kind of things I've, I've um, been mm. told or heard or um, mm. yeah, from yeah. based based on based on my level of exposure, but n- yeah. not claiming to be an expert. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for for me, oh, I'm also claiming not to be an expert. I just <laughs> want to say that you guys keep bringing me in as an expert. I'm not. No, you are. Graham. Graham. No, stop saying that. Stop saying that. <laughs> Great men do not seek expertise, Graham. They have expertise thrust upon them. Um, and we are thrusting really hard here. But no, I mean, to, to be God damn it. more more to the point, though, it's, it's kind of, for me watching it, it's that, like, the movie pitched itself as a teen melodrama. It's very much a kind of a mm-hmm. soap opera. It's full of all these, like, the stakes. And again, it, it's this idea of exile and kind of, like, teen angst and kind of lots of... You know, and you have Shoko's... And again, we'll probably talk about this in a moment because I think it deserves its own little attention span. Shoko's kind of clear love for Shoya and Shoya's inability to process and understand that and whether or not that's healthy for either of them and whether or not the film thinks it's healthy for either of them because I think there's yeah. a lot to unpack there. But just on the suicide thing and the use of suicide, it felt, and Andrew used the word cheap, and I, I think it does, it felt almost crass to me because it kind oh, of treats okay. it as a book and it opens with that suicide montage. It builds to that Shoya suicide sequence where she's standing on the balcony and you have Shoko tripping over his own shoes, first of all, then making it into the kitchen and tripping over the table in order to try to get out there and then managing to catch her and then leveraging himself so that he ends up going over and he ends up going into a coma. And again, it, it all feels, it is very kind of soap opera, melodramatic sort of teenage angst stuff. And it's like, I I get that. I understand why you're doing that. I mean, you know, stories are full of that sort of stuff. Everything's heightened when you're a teenager. 
I just don't feel comfortable with treating suicide as one of those things that you heighten in that way, that you use as a plot device in that way, if that makes sense. And I mean, maybe this is just me being oversensitive, me being a little bit prudish. Andrew will know from earlier conversation in the podcast, some of the stuff I have come down on very hard in terms of editing is jokes around stuff like that. I think one of our first minor discussions about editing on the podcast involved jokes about that possibly not okay that's not fair i should take that out that's not fair either but you know what i mean it's something i am sen- it's something i'm sensitive to is, is what i would say to that um and i'm willing to concede i may be too sensitive about it but i do that that jarred for me watching the necessarily film. there are things that make everyone uncomfortable and unless they're treated in what they see as in their eyes as proper respect that that's perfectly fine that's really fine to, to under to to feel to be clear as well to be clear as well we never edit <laughs> no, we never edit. Everything, no, never, everything never. that you hear is live. There's nothing that yeah. any of us would so, say that would have to be removed from the podcast. If you're hearing this, this reference to editing <laughs> without any previous, <laughs> must must just seem like a um, like a bit of a, a non sequitur. Off, off the cuff remark. Um, all right, then. Since, I just want to stop I... right now and tell people there's no editing (laughs) (laughs) to be clear um... darren does not work extremely hard (laughs) to make this uh, especially in the last three weeks (laughs) yeah Um, yeah but anyway um i think that i kind of when i mentioned it i think that people are very eager to talk about it so let's talk about it now the romance at the heart of the film um because it is to a certain extent, a love story. It's a love story between Shoya and Shoku. In fact, one of the early scenes has Shoko, and again, something that I think gets at what Andrew was saying about Shoya, but in a way that I'm not entirely sure the movie's aware of, which is Shoya's need for this to be all about him, where Shoku's telling him that she loves him, but he's incapable of hearing that. Uh, because he's so self-absorbed he's so focused on himself and his own guilt and his own desire to assuage his own guilt but i mean more than that that the idea that a relationship between somebody who was bullied and her bully that that's something that is that are we meant to cheer on are we meant to root for is it something that the movie expects us to think this is a happy ending this story i i suppose for me it's the question is do you believe he can be do you want him to be redeemed and do you think he's worthy of being redeemed I suppose is the thing most people would go for is that does he deserve her love because of what he did to her when he was, yeah, see Andrew's face is saying it all already. <laughs> that's I suppose what most, I suppose that's what the message like, is for even, audiences. Even if be. he didn't bully her, he doesn't deserve her love. I Oh man. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I, I, I like them together. <laughs> I found it really good. No, no, you don't need to apologize. <laughs> See, we'll start, we'll start, we'll start high. I liked it. And in the manga, it's interesting because uh, it goes, it shows you further into the future. Uh, and they don't tell you whether or not they ever get together. And ah. to be fair, they never kiss in this. No. And they never, they never actually outright, he never outright says it. Yeah. But you never, and you also never really get the inclination that he does like her, like love, like, like, like her. And it's that kind of thing that I think the the um her sister literally the, says you should ask her out, and her sister yeah, but like, I don't think he yeah, but that's also all boys, all boys at a certain age are oblivious of like girls that like them. They're all interested in the girls that do like that they that they like, but are oblivious to actually. I think that's the point they were getting across when the whole she tries to say I love you, he hears moon, 
Uh, which I don't get. I don't get how I we heard the translation. Moon. I imagine it's a translation thing, possibly. Yeah, I imagine it's something to do with the fact that one, she was saying it, so her voice didn't properly enunciate what the words were in Japanese. And I imagine that's what he got from that. That's why he heard that word wording. And uh, I I don't know. It's just it's it's also the vernacular of the the romance and the world. Like when Shoko gets home and Yuzu Yuzuru is there, and she asks him, she asks her what what happened, and she texts her, "I said I told him I liked him," and she goes, "What happened?" And she says, "He didn't understand me." I feel like that's a very real conversation between two sisters at that age because you then see Yuzuru just start to laugh, and I don't know. I just this. The dialogue in this, I thought, was at times very real and very fun and very of its age. And I, I again, I like that. And I might just be into teen dramas even at 31. <laughs> well, we're all mentally teens. Uh, but no, I mean... We're all mentally teens. But I mean, and again, we'll probably circle to that in a moment. But it, it's one of those things where I see what the film is doing. And the film is doing this very well in terms of craft. But it's something that makes me a little bit uncomfortable. Which is where it kind of equates Shoya and Shokya's experiences. So Shoka is a woman, a young woman who cannot hear. She is quite literally deaf. But on the other hand, you have Shoya, who doesn't listen and that's very much like his arc. And the idea is that right. is the film suggesting that the two of them are somehow equivalent to one another, that there's an equivalence there, that Shoko yeah. can't hear and Shoya who won't listen, that they're somehow mm. one and the same or mirrors of one another, or reflect one another. And it's like, I am, you know, I am sympathetic to Shoya. He's been through a lot, but it's also, there is a big difference there. And it, the film yeah. doesn't always seem to get that, or at least to me, it doesn't. And it's not that he can't hear. He said he can't listen. Uh, I just wonder, does the film ask an audience subconsciously, can you forgive your bully? And I suppose as someone who has forgiven multiple bullies and saying it makes me sound really stupid, um, I can. And I suppose that's the reason why I... I'm not speaking for you, Darren. I don't wish to speak for you because I I wouldn't dare. Uh, Your experiences are your own. But for me, I can... I, I could forgive my own bullies. And it through that I felt better. I imagine they felt better, and I suppose there was also the fact that Shoko doesn't like in for no because you can't you can't you're right you can't say that about Shoko because she's perfectly fine. Well, so like for I, me that's what I globbed onto. That's what I globbed onto for that film for that part of the film. I know I I know the answer to that question, and and mm. and, and the answer is yes. That that. That I can because that I have and and that I've that I have have been um, friends with um, with people in primary school who who um, um, who had bullied me and it had, had and that had I had had been had been kind of close friends with them afterwards. Um, so I, I, I kind of know the answer to to that question, and and the movie made me think about that. That kind of idea of 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 making making friends with somebody um, who um, who treated you terribly, um, and that and, and and that part of it being true, and I also agree that the the there are other aspects like the the idea um, not 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 realizing when people like you, yeah, um, yeah, you know, yeah. not kind of like. Um, uh, listening, especially especially when you're very insecure. Yes. That it, that 
the idea of somebody kind of telling you that they like you the safest safest yeah you, you if if you can hear the safest assumption you 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 can make is that they're trying to make fun of you and 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 that it's a trick um and that what you're meant to do is is is, is say you like them too and then they're going to say oh my god you thought i was being serious like so 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 that sort of um kind of there were there were there were aspects of the movie that felt very kind of um true and well observed i guess yeah so that did and 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 that the movie can can be can be commended i guess for those reasons mm. well it's commendable the kind of the realism of it i didn't find those aspects particularly interesting like not especially i guess interesting to an extent yeah but um yeah i i suppose it does it does ask that question but 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 the answer to that question doesn't necessarily kind of um help with the film your enjoyment of the film yeah exactly it it it, it's not necessarily the determinant of whether you're 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 of what, what way you're going to fall on 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 the movie or not um uh yeah and i i i was really really hoping like I, I I wrote down like as soon as there was any hint of this, I wrote down, um, God, I hope these two don't end up together. Like because I was like, if this yeah, if that's fair, what this movie. Don't. To be fair, there is no inclination that they actually do end up together. There isn't. It's pushing very heavily in that direction. I mean, yeah, but also in the original manga manga. It is never stated they get together. Yeah, like it's not in the original in the original story or in this really. It's never stated. Like we we don't know though. I like if 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 someone loves someone, I hope they get together. But that's just me and my silly ways. But but I mean, it, it's more the question of like that love and that lo- where that love's coming from and the fact. And again, this is the thing where like Shoko is a fascinating character in large part because she's internalized so much of this and she's kind of like. Again, this is the thing where I mentioned it often feels like the movie has the wrong protagonist. Because Shoko has clearly, like, a large part of the movie is, and the most interesting part of the movie for me, and the bit that I actually found quite rewarding uh, in it, and the bit that I think, you know, would arguably be the part that you're supposed to bring to the fore, and maybe it's just because of the part that I kind of empathize with as somebody who apologizes a lot for absolutely everything, but it's more the sense of needing to love yourself before you can be loved by other people. And the idea that that's Shoko's journey. And the Shoko has to accept that she is who she is and she has to stop apologizing for it. And she has to, and again, you know, we want to get cliche about it, standing up to uh, ne- uh, to Nekoa uh, at the climax of the film where she's moron, where she says moron to her and embarrasses her and gets her to walk off rather than apologizing because apologizing makes everybody else uncomfortable around her and kind of learning to be comfortable in her own skin. And I think I would mm. like the movie. And again, this is weird because it feels almost like you're rewriting the movie. I don't want the movie that we got. I want a different movie. It didn't feel. It didn't feel like the strongest kind of breaking free. No. Of I don't think that's what it was. No. I think that's her trying to bring her into the fold by clearly the clearly um, she had learned a bit of sign language to show that she's trying at least. So instead of her apologizing, she taught her to be better. And thus she dis- she dis- she disarmed the situation and made everyone laugh. Yeah, 
Yeah, so but she, she did. That's kind of but what she I didn't apologize. Is the thing. She, no, that too. That's that too. that's the thing. Is that it builds to a moment where because again you have that sequence on the Ferris wheel with the kind of voyeur Which is awful. with the voyeur camera, and again that's another sequence where you can't see characters' faces very deliberately. And yes, Andrew, you can see characters' legs, particularly like teenage girls' legs, <laughs> which we'll probably talk about. <laughs> But you're saying it like, um, like yes, yes, Andrew, you you got what you needed. You feel no, no, something for daddy. Andrew. Yeah. Um, no, okay, it was more what you're alluding to, like the fact that yes, the fact yes. that some of those angles it can was seem quite cynical, gratuitous. Yes, a little bit at times. Yes, like when they fall into the river. Oh yes, and also when yes. his, is it his sister or his mother opens the um opens the curtain and you're not sure whether she's wearing any clothes whatsoever. Yeah, I wasn't sure about that. I had a whole conversation with Bree and I was like, "Was she naked?" And you go, and she goes, "What does it matter?" I'm like, fair. Show you. You're trying. To <laughs> Literally, all me. I went. Um. <laughs> oh, also, did, uh, just just a weird side point, like just just a weird avenue. Did you guys find it weird that we never saw Shoya's sister's face? You know, she's talked about throughout the entire film, and you see her daughter t- and uh, her Maria, husband, who is a ama- who is amazing. See, he's yeah. he's too ash- husband, he's too ashamed. You never see her. He's too ashamed that he's been in the same room <laughs> where where Maria was uh, was was uh, was consumed. Was was uh, was. And I love Maria. Uh, was was consumed. Uh, was, was, not sorry, not not consumed. Um, <laughs> Conceived, conceived, yeah, yeah. There you go. But it just you, you don't see her for the whole film. And Let's hope she doesn't get end. consumed. <laughs> it's just uh. you don't see her for the whole film. And then there's finally a shot of the whole family. And his sister is there, but her face is covered by Maria's face. Yeah. Like, you don't see his sister. Like, I thought there was some, like, I didn't get it. Yeah. I was like, why are you not showing his sister's face? I mean, because he's there, attracted to his of... sister. <laughs> Wow, I'm just weirded out. I'm just weirded out. That was just the weird part for me. But to be fair, like, what's going on? To be fair, there was a minor controversy among fans of the manga when it was announced it would be adapted as a two-hour movie as opposed to a twelve-episode series, and so a lot of stuff does yeah. get compressed. Stuff like that coda that yeah. you mentioned, the distant future, and things like that. Certain plot elements got reduced and subbed down. Yeah, they're and- not making a film together. Yeah, is another. Yeah. And I mean, you can you can hardly see that in some of the arcs as well, where some of the side characters get lit, something that resemble an arc. So like her little sister, Yuzuro, Yuzuro um, takes the photos mm. and they get entered in a competition and she wins. Although it all happens off screen and via exposition because there's so much else okay. going on as well. No, I mean, I mean, it is. I'm not complaining too much, but it, you can you get a sense that there's a lot being compressed to fit in the space. Did that happen? It did not really. <laughs> <laughs> can, I ask you, can I ask you guys? So, um... Uh, this is always an issue that Breed has with films, with anime sometimes. When Yuzuru was first introduced, did you believe that she was a boy? You know how everyone says she's a boy? Yeah. yeah I mean, did I you believe that she was a boy? Yeah, like, yeah. I didn't. It's, it's really kind funny of somewhat I can tell but, when it's a girl. But so are, so are a lot of kind of male and female characters in manga. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah like, they, they do have that thing. Like we watched um, How's Moving Castle and... and yeah, the, yeah. Um, um and 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 i'm sure we can think of lots of other examples as well where, there's, <laughs> yes, where there's there's where, where there's a kind of a feminine um uh, uh quality drawn to 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 a lot of yeah, characters the male yeah yeah well, i mean it it's worth noting that even the american tv show devs actually um in one of its more interesting casting choices cast a 24 year old actress to play a 16 year old boy 
um because it which it often which feels in some ways like a kind of what, a live like the action voice just, of Yuzuru? um no no the, the tv show you know the tv show devs it's a live action tv show starring uh nick offerman and uh, sonia mizono but it basically oh no i have not oh, oh no i haven't watched that no okay it's very worth seeking out um Basically, Lyndon is a teenage boy. He's about 16 years old. And he's played by an actor, Kaylee Spanny, who is a 22-year-old woman. Um, and he again, the only reason that's done is to get that kind of androgynous young teenage boy kind of quality to it, or teenager quality to it. So it's kind of, you know, it's it's not just anime, although it is it is very much, I think, perhaps more common in, in anime as well. So yeah, I, I Yeah, well, you had it kind of in Shakespearean theater. And, yeah, I um, said that as well. But I... I absolutely could buy. I uh, could buy Yuzuru uh, as a, as a boy. Why did Breed? No, immediately did she? No, Breed. No, I well, No, Breed usually actually falls for it. She because <laughs> again, because most act most protagonists are voiced when they're t- kids as um, female. So even if you're a boy, like there's a likelihood that you're going to be voiced by a girl. Like really famous uh, characters, like Goku from Dragon Ball. He's been voiced by a woman since he was first created back in the 1980s. Um, never changed. Well, Bart, Bart Simpson is a big one. Bart Simpson. Yeah, Bart Simpson. Bart Simpson is a big one for the West. Naruto is another one, uh, voiced by a woman. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just really funny. Just uh, Breed was just like the first time she saw it. Is that a boy? And I was just like, that is a girl. And then when we watched it the second time, she we we couldn't remember which was which. So it was a fun little game until Yuzuru was finally revealed to be uh, Shoko's little sister. It's oh. <laughs> fun little things we had while we were watching the film and crying. Because we cried a lot during this film. Did you? I, really? I cried a lot. During oh, this film. okay. Yeah, again, it, it's because it because it, it reminds me of a of a of a of my of my youth, and also that climax when he finally breaks down his walls and the exes you know, the fall away. Is it? Like again, yeah, the, yeah, the exes fall away, and he's just there in, in tears. Like it's even choking me up right now. Um, it's because it's crippling. He it, there's a crippling sense of insecurity. Like, and it is crippling. Like and I and I've and I've understood that that level of insecurity. Um, you're not sure who's your friends. You're not sure if a particular girl likes you. All that kind of stuff. You know, when you were a teenager, and bullying does not help with that. It compounds on it. Yeah. And school sucks. He's got the com- school sucks. <laughs> so, no, like, you, Andrew. It sucks. And it really he, does. And then the film compounds on that. The guilt of he did a terrible thing when he was a a, a, a stupid child. And he's trying to make it right. And yeah, you can say it's to it's the selfish nature of he wants to feel better. He wants to feel um, cleansed of it. <laughs> I, I'd like to think he's also doing it because he feels like he needs to make it up to the girl who had no who d- didn't deserve it at all. Uh, but that's that's just me because you are right. There is a definite sense of you want to feel morally cleansed from it, right? Which is yeah, but yeah, it's um. I I don't know that I cried uh, oh. every so often. There were definite beats that I imagine you guys could probably call out of what they were that I probably fell for. Like um, every time somebody oh. said "turd head," <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> yeah, the the dub goes commits a little bit heavier to that. Um, the dub actually uses yeah. a naughty swear word. Uh, but yes, I did really? like the subtitles. Yes. Oh, did you guys both watch the du- the sub? Yeah, okay. yeah. I I I watched it in Japanese when I was in uh, the the Japanese film festival. They usually play the dubs. Uh, sorry, the subs. Um, I I always feel there's more emotion. There's always the the, the you know the exa- the example that uh, proves the rule. But uh, I I usually go for the sub. And I, um, how is the dub, Darren? Yeah, I, I thought the dub. 
I thought the dub was, was grand. I mean, again, it wasn't did, massively Did they say impressive. something that we can't say? Yes, they yeah. did say something that we cannot say in, in our kind of recording oh, that we're doing here. You can say it just so turd. we can hear it. <laughs> yes, I'll play you back a copy of it. Oh, it um, looks like the Zoom meeting is about to end. <laughs> <laughs> what are the odds? Um, but yes, um, I was about to say, just very quickly then, before, before we wrap up... Um, unless there's anything else anyone wants to talk about, but very quickly worth noting that the movie uses Japanese flower language, um, which is known as, and I apologize in advance for this, Hana Kotoba, um, which is meant to communicate strong emotion uh, or impression from the giver to recipient of a flower without needing words. Um, and apparently the film is kind of coded uh, with this throughout. So for example, Shoko herself is primarily represented by two flowers, the white daisy uh, and what appears to be a Frieza, which is presented kind of in red and blue. And both of those represent kind of innocence or, or virtue, for example. There's the use of the cherry blossom uh, throughout, which is... Um, the quintessential visual, visual shortcut for the Japanese mono no aware, um, which is the transient beauty that embodies a sensitivity, pathos, or slight melancholy at the impermanence of all things. And again, it's notable that you have that. And again, this is one of the things where it's like, film, you're doing something very clever, even if I find it vaguely tasteless. Uh, but you'll notice that in both of the suicide attempts, there are fireworks that go off. Because again, those represent the ephemerality of, of kind of life. The, the the fact that something explodes and is gone. It's there one moment and it's kind of lost and uh, and you know again. And it kind of there's a sense of cherry blossoms meaning the same thing because apparently uh, cherry blossoms are only and again another two fifty movie this year, nineteen seventeen. But they only bloom for a week before its petals fall to the ground as well. And then the idea is that like that represents how you know, how transient the human state of affairs things, are, you know, tend to be. Um, in terms of other imagery within the film as well, the, the carp in Japan is obviously tied to good, for, uh, good fortune and prosperity. But it's notable that while um, she's walking home, actually, when she leaves the apartment, when she leaves Shoya's house, um, Yuzoro pauses to take a picture of a dead frog. And apparently in Japanese culture, and again, I apologize, I'm going to try and say something in Japanese, um, the frog is the keru. Um, and apparently... Though the kanji and the kana involved in writing the words are different, it is pronounced exactly the same way as you would say the word return in Japanese. And therefore, the idea of the frog in Japanese is, is traditionally associated with the idea of something returning, something coming back, people returning to a place or an origin. It's kind of the idea of friends coming back around again or something being redeemed. And again, it, it's perhaps something that's thematically related to the story that they're telling as well. So I thought that was kind of very nice in terms of, of storytelling as well. Um, and again, in terms of framing and composition, stuff that Yamada does repeatedly throughout that I really like is stuff like, say, when they're in the playground, the use of the jungle gym and the bars in order to create a separation between the characters to create a sense that they're trapped and they're separate from one another. It's again, it's like that Shoya doesn't listen and Shoka can't hear where it's like, I see what you're doing, creating a visual equivalence there film, even if I don't agree with it. But this idea of characters <laughs> being literally trapped and unable to speak to one another, having barriers kind of erected between them as well. It's very good storytelling. I actually really, really like this. I think it looks stunning as well. Darren. Did, did I um I was just wondering when, when when I was watching the movie and I wanted to ask you, this is something that we have in common. We used to 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 one extent or another. I think yourself more than more more than I used to read 
newspapers and uh, debate and do various things in, <laughs> in a building called the Graduate Memorial Building. Yes. Um, this, did this movie make you think about like any of those characters or or any like kind of <laughs> Ishida's and Nagatsuka's kind of uh, uh, run, running around and because um, it, it's 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 funny like the, the yeah sorry you guys are no. beautiful um, <laughs> I, I, it's actually funny because it, it did remind me a bit of my experiences in that building that you alluded to there and a bit of my college experiences there as well yeah I can't say that he reminded me of anybody in particular and I'm kind of curious we may do this off no no I I mean like they're, just they're, the they're being a t types like the, that these oh, yes. aren't people that just disappear when um, oh when they graduate high when, school <laughs> when you graduate high school they just kind of like find their own place <laughs> <laughs> Yes, sorry, sorry. With plenty, with plenty of exceptions as well. Yeah. <laughs> All right then. Um, um, in terms of sorry. food waste, um, there is, you know, perhaps there's a lot of food waste. There's a lot of kind of water being sprayed on people, stuff being thrown. There's around. a takoyaki. Yes. Getting knocked over. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's so upsetting. The <laughs> yeah, like ta takoyaki is probably like my favorite certainly one of my favorite japanese foods and you can't really get it as good here as well it's one of those kind of annoying things where can you get um, it in japan <laughs> um oh sorry <laughs> where, where can you where can I mean, you get here, it here here oh yes, you, you can yes. um in I love that Dublin, you waited until Andrew said that it was terrible here, and then you're like, "Yeah, but where can I get it?" No, it's still he says it wasn't as good. It's still really good. It's still really good. Yeah. Um, J two. I'm not going to Japan anytime soon. Um, of course, like <laughs> if is. I name these places, a lot of them are not Current. kind of currently, <laughs> you know, know, open on account of the lockdown. But maybe they're doing takeout. <laughs> Uh, but yep, uh, they... J uh, J2 on Poolbeg Street. Oh, nice, yeah. Um, I think, is is it, is it Isakaya on Georgia Street? Is that what it's called? I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, this, is they, this is definitely they both a recommendation for the episode. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just being a bit premature. Speaking of premature, I, I, I know we talked about the the um, all of the copious upskirts, but I did 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 want to kind of make reference. I get I, I, I don't want to hate not hate on this movie too much, but I did find the the kind of um, there was something sort of disturbing about 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 the the way it there was a very sort of weird upsetting sexualized violence um yes but, yes in yeah that, in that fight sequence when she's cleaning the desk when he comes in oh yeah yes, that's a bit that weird, is yeah. very explicitly sexualized yeah that like, was very right down yeah. to the when they're groping over the desk and then they're on the ground and she's on top and then they're both panting at the end and are exhausted yeah, yeah. there's no way that was not meant to be what it looks like it was meant to be like it wasn't meant to evoke i mean what that is evokes. i mean you could you could argue that's how 11 year olds would fight but no you are definitely right there was definitely something off-putting about that but that choreography that you could have easily have had any other way well, think, any other way well i think it's it's meant i think it's meant to like in foreshadow the idea that they'll be in love is the problem with it no do no, okay we don't want i don't want to do that yeah no, it's no. it's like it's who is that 
in service of, I suppose, is the problem. And Again, it seems, I, suppose, it, it, I suppose, the way they might see it as their their children, they're fighting like children would fight. There's supposed to be no sexuality to it, but as adults, did you find? Sadly, it? we might see okay. something. I no, I I tried not to. That's the problem. No, I, I did. I, it's like it's just like, oh, you are kind of. This is a bit. Uh. Yeah. And then, so I had to. I had to consciously go. They're children. They don't understand anything else. He's just being an ass. She's just like pushing him away, not get, giving a crap about anything else. But yeah, no, you have to consciously like say this looks really awkward. So yeah, it failed at that definitely. Yeah. But no, my my, my concern is more that it it's like again, this is the film doing storytelling, but in service of something questionable, where it's meant to oh, be like no, where, you're, I wouldn't say where that. you're meant to look at them and go, oh, it's like a little boy pulling pigtails. Maybe they're meant to end up together because it's the first real indication no, you get God, that God, there's if they a did connection that, that is them. terrible. No, no, but I, I like, would hope not. No, I would hope not. And I'd hope... Because that was the point no, at which God, An- no. Andrew joked, like he wrote down his little notebook, please don't let the movie be going in that direction at the first time they hinted it. For me, that was the first point at which they hinted it for me. That was the point at which I was like, they're going to do a romantic It kind of felt akin to the the sort of very kind of male-serving sort of um, perspective of, of of the movie in general. Like, like there, there was even a scene... There were there were two um, and 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 I was watching this with 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 uh, with Petrina, I was able to kind of like uh, tell me um, girls don't say hey um, what's your cup size let me check I know it's so weird yeah that's something that guys want girls to. Um, but that's weird because maybe when they're when they're is it, is it wrong in saying that the director kind of like she has carte blanche at the end of the day with the film like that's kind of i, I don't want to have said that hmm? but no it's just like it doesn't sound like if it had been a male director maybe that would have been stuck in and that would have made sense but oh, is it, like, it's, sorry I, don't know. I beg your pardon is this a female director yeah Naiko yeah. Yamada. Yep. Yeah, there's a female director. This is can't see Andrew's face. That is. So oh my strange. god, Andrew's face. Maybe they do in Japan. The, yeah, because the, the, the whole the, the 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 movie kind of I don't know. Like what what how did how did I know it's weird. How did you feel about yeah. that? Like like you know that that, that it seems honestly. It's I've again I've seen that in anime, uh, but no, again, yeah, like undoubtedly, there's tons of it. I've seen an anime where girls, girls like 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 objectify each other like for a laugh, uh, but then it's just like, okay, I mean that's a fantasy anime with weird kind of like yeah, where they will maybe fetishize the women a bit because it's fantasy and stuff. like a lot. But yeah, it was a bit weird when this is a this is a modern day. Um, mundane japan with nothing fantas- fanciful about it so i did think that was kind of weird myself but i can't go up to the, unfortunately i can't go up to any J- japanese women and go hey when you were a, a teenager did you compare breast sizes with each other no no so i don't know like i don't know yeah maybe, in, maybe, in japan. maybe um our our our, our, tw- our twitter followers can <laughs> yes please can... <laughs> <laughs> 
tweet us and, and, uh, <laughs> and let us know. Um, uh, let I love, us know. I love use that, the, you, I love use, that you've, you've taken the something for daddy and replaced it with something that's somehow creepier. Um, it's quite impressive. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, we're not no, asking. No, that was a weird yeah. moment. That was a weird moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, and it, it just yeah. kind of like... Um, and I am, I, I am, I am actually surprised Andrew to hear that. It's a female director. To hear that, yeah, because yeah. that yeah, that, that didn't really come Andrew across. Found that it was a female director. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, all right, then I think that about wraps it up in terms of talking about the film. Um, unless there's anything else you want to talk about, anything that we haven't I, discussed. I don't know if we've said it. I don't know if we've said it enough, but the music and the animation, the background, and the obviously foreground um, is stunning. Just hands down, like everything really were everything t- on a technical point clicks like really works yeah i adored i adored looking at the film i enjoyed the character designs the character designs are gorgeous yeah. um even nagatsuka you know i love his little turd head <laughs> cauliflower uh, head i think but, is how yeah. it's described oh right um yeah and by I the mean, way I, people I are love, horrible to him. i love the design like yeah but he lets it roll off he lets it roll off you know he's cool he's cool because he has a weird moment with a with a with a French fry that he turns into a cigarette that makes that's it, his makes weird it, moment. Yes. That's his weird moment. The closest thing to inappropriate smoking. Yeah, that's his weird. moment. I'm going to tell you right now. That's his yeah. weird moment. Not the moment where he's like, "You stay away from him. You need my permission <laughs> to be his friend. Don't you touch him." Not that moment. <laughs> well, you know that's how I react when people get too close to you, darling. Uh, I can all like I can point you to a Western version of him. I can point you to Boyle from. <laughs> I can point you to Boyle from um, Charles Boyle from Brooklyn Nine Nine, who does literally the same thing every episode in Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, but Boyle is a sitcom character, not a character in a drama that features and he is a character two separate well. I... suicide attempts. Um... I'm telling you, well, you haven't I'm seen the recent again. Brooklyn Nine Nine. Anime can run the gambit, man. Anime runs the that's gambit. That's fair. I have, I'm not yeah, up to date on my yeah, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah. Um, all right then. Um, yeah. Great show. I will actually note just very quickly the uh, my generation. The use of my generation as the soundtrack, which is kind of interesting because it kind of gets at that weird. Yeah, that's interesting. Who is this for? Because um, yeah, it's like it's... my generation is a nostalgic kind of sixties hit, but it's like and it features. I love that the introductory sequence with the credits features uh, Shoya with two characters who are never really seen again. It's like wow. I'm glad we're getting to know these oh, three his, characters. His, yeah, his his school friends. Yeah, his um, what is it? His uncle and his uncle-in-law. His thank you. And no, it's the a pr- chubby you about? the chubby kid that he pants, and then the other kid who ends up working. Oh, at the Shimada. Well, yeah. they're 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 shown again. Like are... Shimada shows up again for a short time, no. and then apparently Shimada was one of the people that saved um, Shoya when yeah. he fell into the uh, when he fell into the lake. Yeah, no, no. I... So. Hooray for Shimada. But I just, I love that, like, they get the big title sequence, the three of them together. It's like, wow, I'm really glad we're going to be spending the movie with these three best friends. And it's like, nope, 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 not at all. What I found interesting was, and I found this out after uh, after the rewatch, Shoko is in the opening. She's um, she's at his, when he goes to his mom's hairdressers, yeah. she's there reading a magazine. Oh, yeah. Um, and she has long hair. Yeah, and she has long hair. And then when, the next day when she's introduced to the class, she's got the short hair. Because her, because his mom gave her a haircut. Nagatsuka also cycles past uh, Shoya early on in the film as well. So if you're paying attention, you'll notice yeah. him as well before yeah. he's introduced to character. Bit of foreshadowing there. It's a, it's, oh, it's no. appropriate that they use the Who because uh, Pete Townsend, of course, is um, is recently. Um, That's actually um, no, 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 no. <laughs> diagnosed as tone deaf. 
Darren, that's a reason why they used it. Darren, Darren that's, why. that's why they used it. He's half deaf. That's honestly why they used that. They actually cite that as a reason why they use the song because Pete Townsend is half deaf. They actually do use that. That's the reason why. Andrew's actually right about this. It's not a bad thing. This is a legitimate reason why they use also, that song. Also, I object to you saying Andrew's actually right as if Andrew isn't always right. No, the, I'm not the saying, thing, I'm not the saying thing, that. The thing Darren has a problem with is that I'm obviously using it as some sort of a punchline to make some off-color joke about Pete Townsend being deaf. <laughs> Anyway, um, but yes, that, that about wraps it up then. Um, all right then. So what we normally do at the end of the podcast, we ask our list, our guests to recommend something for listeners, something you're enjoying at the moment, something you can share with people. So it might bring them a little bit of joy in the world. It could be something related to the podcast we've just had, something completely unrelated, just something that you are doing that you are enjoying at this moment in time. So to give Graham a bit of a moment to think, I'm going to ask Andrew to go first. So um, an anime that I watched uh, recently... Um, that I quite enjoyed was uh, Porco Rosso. Um, it's a Ooh. yeah, it's a it's it's a Ghibli. Oh my god! I want to talk movie. about that. I'd, I'd happily talk about it. Um, it's it's very kind of um, grown up. It's beautiful. Mm. It's fantastic. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it is, it, it is, it is, it, it, it's, it's very funny, and the, 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 the world it kind of um, creates is, is beautiful, and there's a real kind of a, a mysterious kind of a, a quality to it, and um, yeah, I. And I think the voice cast don't ham it up. Hey. Um, <laughs> yeah. The the. Um, Fun fact, actually, Andrew. I suspect. Did you watch the dub or the sub? Um, I watched the. I always have to try and remember which one is which. The sub. The sub is the one. The one. The one I watched. English or Japanese? Yeah. The the. Um, Do you know who voices the character in the English version? Who who voices the English version? Yeah. My, yeah, Porco. Who voices him? Do you know? I do not know. Hold the uh uh. uh Okay, yeah, yeah. Go, go for it. Tell me. Tell him, Darren. Th- thanks, Graham. It's Michael Keaton. <laughs> oh, brilliant! It's Michael Keaton, the other Batman. Fantastic. The other so Batman. There is a Christian Bale, and there is a. Um, is there an Adam West? A Michael Keaton. Um, I was waiting for the Val Kilmer movie. Um, unfortunately, I didn't get there. No. <laughs> waiting for the Val Kilmer, um, George Clooney, Robert Pattinson, and Ben Affleck. Right. <laughs> Um, the Ben Affleck was probably Tales from Earthsea, <laughs> being honest, the way things are going. Boog! But yeah, so Poker Rosa. I'd recommend. I'd also recommend when um, uh, uh, Takoyaki. Um, uh, if maybe if you have a deep mm. fat fryer, try I making will, I them. I will take that up. But the the, the, the best best way to um, to to <laughs> to experience them is kind of in New Year's in um, Japan. So if you have a few thousand euros, just like cool, <laughs> you happen to be in, in Japan for New Year's, yeah. <laughs> just casually, just. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, I'd 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 recommend those. They're they're little deep fried uh, magical octopus balls um, with like uh, tonkatsu sauce and. What else is on it? Is it just kind of mayonnaise and there's like little yeah, fish you can flakes have mayonnaise on it. that dance? Yeah. 
up in in the in in the in the heat like little reverse snowflakes. Um, oh, that's lovely. Yeah. <laughs> no two alike, it seems. They're, be- they're um, beautiful things to eat. I want to devour something beautiful. <laughs> and Graham, what would you recommend? <laughs> I want to commit a sin. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm currently watching um, all the CW shows because I wanted to watch Crisis and Infinite Earths. Uh, and I finally finished it, and it was really cool. If you're a, if you're a comic book nerd, you're gonna adore it, and you're gonna just fall in love with it for all the stupid things that happen in it. It's amazing. And uh, Andrew will be very disappointed to hear it doesn't have an Adam West cameo because unfortunately he's dead, but it does have a Burt Ward appearance. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, and Kevin Conroy finally gets to play Batman in live action. I know this has been said loads of times, but it is great that he's Burt Ward. And he is Bruce Wayne's ward. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but what I've mainly been watching is uh, One Piece, the 900 plus uh, episode anime that started 20 years ago and is still going strong. That man who created it, uh, I don't think he has an end in sight. There are rumors that there's going to be an ending soon, but uh, I don't care because I'm only on episode 107. So I have 800 plus episodes to go before I catch up. Graham is taking lockdown very well. Yes. If you like things like that, they've just started a Bonanza kind of um, watch along podcast. Oh God, no, I don't want to watch Bonanza. (laughs) There are a lot of them. Um, It's called Bananas for Bonanza. (laughs) You could say it's a Bonanza of content. You just wanted to do this because you didn't have any uh, puns in the actual episode, aren't you? Yeah, it was not really a pun-friendly episode. It had two suicide no. attempts and was about bullying. It's not yeah. really easy for me to shoehorn yeah, them a in pun, there. A pun, uh, yeah, a pun about that would have definitely <laughs> Dar- Darren is like, every week you expect me to come up with <laughs> puns this good. <laughs> and this is what you give I me. I don't expect... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to keep carping on about it. Hey! Oh, no. All right. Anyway, sorry, to bring us to a photo finish, um, what I would recommend is a couple of things. We mentioned that this is a movie that is about bullying. Um, I actually quite enjoyed the movie The Gift, um, written and directed by Joe Egerton, starring Joe Egerton, and featuring probably the best performance um, that I have seen from Jason Bateman. Um, it also stars uh, Rebecca Hall as well. She's very good in as well. But it uses Bateman ridiculously well. It's a movie that looks at the consequences and legacy of bullying. It features an ending that I am still, two years after seeing it, not entirely sure what I make of it. Uh, which is probably a good thing when oh, you get exciting. to kind of a horror movie or thriller. It's ominous. It's kind of sat with me for quite a while. So I would wholeheartedly recommend it. Uh, with an understanding that the ending is going to be thorny and probably alienating to a lot of people. Um, also, and it's on Netflix, isn't it, Darren? I believe it is as well. And also, um, because we're recommending horror movies, um, The Invisible Man is now available to buy Yay. digitally online. Um, it is fantastic. It is phenomenal. It is well worth seeing. It's one of my favorite films of the year. It is a film that looks at a woman who is tormented uh, by a self-involved and completely disconnected individual who haunts her uh, for the rest of her days. But this movie actually manages Stop to laughing, get its Andrew. perspective right and understands that maybe the more interesting side of that story is the woman tormented uh, rather than the boy who torments her. And it was the only contend. horror film that Breed has ever been actually horrified by. 
Literally yes, the only yes, one. Yes. Like she she doesn't find it. She doesn't find anything alien, anything scary. She laughed at it. This she was genuinely terrified of. And and understandably so. It's a very tense, yes. very personal, very um, yes. psychological horror and well worth seeking out. And something that mm-hmm. hits very close to home based on people who I've talked to about it. So mm-hmm. I'd wholeheartedly recommend those. So Graham, where can we find you online? Uh, I'm at skanon.com. You can find out all my film reviews there. Uh, I'm at gameair.ie uh, where uh, you can find all my game reviews. Uh, I recently played a game called Sakura Wars, my latest review, where I joined uh, a, a, a dancing, a, an acting troupe. And uh, they're all women, and you have to negotiate the romance between yourself and the rest of these characters, all the while fighting demons. That is genuinely the plot of the game. The, mecha- the game mechanics were fun, the storyline was weird, and I felt super awkward as I had to romance these CGI characters. Yeah, that's me. Just nodding All right, down. then. There's <laughs> no way that we can follow that. There is actually no way that we can follow that. So myself and Andrew decided to roll up anime is done. It's over and done. There's nowhere we can go from yeah. there. It's sorry. never where done. Where can we go from there? It's never yeah. done. Yeah, where can we go from there? So we're going to take a break. We're going to continue our world tour. Next week, we're going to be traveling to the far-flung Canada, where the wonderful Ronan Doyle um, and Phil Bagnall will be joining us to discuss Xavier Dolan's, or Javier Dolan's, um, I don't know which of those is correct. Neither of them is. In the 2014 uh, movie Mummy, um, which is available on Amazon Prime in the UK and Ireland, and it's available on streaming mm-hmm. in the US as well. The, the real question is not, will we be here next week? The question is, will we all be back next year? And maybe? Uh, oh! Uh, <laughs> Alright, that's it, I think we're done. That's perfect. That's definitely it. Oh, I'm so sorry.